When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey. Hey. How you doing? I'm really good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. A little bit of a little bit of a cough there. <laughs> <laughs> so, mindset mastery, uh, Kim, through transformational change. It's a, it's a massive, massive topic. You know, there are huge, huge things that are happening uh, within business and within people's lives. Right. So. What does transformational change mean is, is the first uh, first thing I'd like to know. OK, so for me, and this is just my opinion, for me, transformational change is when you're doing something you've never, ever done before. So you're really needing to not just slightly evolve, but it's really changing things up. So I've gone in and done transformational change for organisations for about 15 years, and that's normally when something's really gone wrong. So... For example, um, they've perhaps had some regulatory issues or a product just doesn't work anymore and they've needed to launch something else. But it's where you've got to really change lots of things. We've got change. In fact, change is pretty much the only constant we have these days. We change all of the time. But I think for me in organisations, what you find is that at any one point they're in three states. They're either in run, grow or transform. So run is where they just need to keep going. Grow is where things are going well, but they want to really exponentially increase the amount of income that they're generating from that particular product and transform is when something's no longer working and needs to change for you to decide whether or not it's going to fall into run or grow and one of the big challenges you've got when it comes to to that level of change is it takes a very different skill set so the skill set you need to transform an organization is very different from the skill set you need to run one or grow one and very often what happens is inadvertently organizations lose really good talent because they're in an area where they need to transform but the person themselves is great at run or grow so understanding how they fit together what different skill sets what different mindsets you need for each of them allows you to retain the talent by just moving them to a different part of the organization you know one of the things i say to organizations and have done for years is i know transformation is my space i love that i love the being able to take people on that journey getting their hearts and minds connected to why you've got to change and then making that change and one of the things that I do all the time. I know I've done it with you loads and I hate me doing this. But for anybody that's watching is to say, like, do me a favour, just quickly cross your arms. And now uncross them and recross them the other way. How does it feel? It feels a bit uncomfortable, doesn't it? It feels unusual. It doesn't it doesn't feel right. And that's basically what change does. It doesn't mean to say you can't do it. It just means that it's going to feel a little bit uncomfortable for a period. But helping people know that that's okay, that that's actually what you expect. It's accepted. Then 
allows people to move with that journey. And the thing is, we all go through the change curve. Even if we're somebody who does change for a living like I do, you still go through the change curve. It's just you often go through it a little bit faster. But understanding it, talking about it, I think for me, one of the most critical things in leadership in any situation but particularly in transformational changes communication people need to know not just what you're doing but why you're doing it what's the purpose what's the cost of doing is something that organizations talk about all the time but they don't share what the cost of not doing it is and there is always a cost of not making a change as much as there is a cost to make the change and the more we involve our people in understanding the why and the how and the why it's important the easier it is for them to go on that journey with us yeah i've got it it's it's it can be very difficult to master one's mindset within within those changes right because it's it's kind of like uncharted territory isn't it and it's it's much like you know you, your daughter going into a new school into big school or in you know uh, a kid going to university for the first day or you know it, it's a nerve-wracking experience but like having the right support around uh, the organization and around its people is like crucial right yeah and it's a great point I mean the other thing is we are all human beings and life is happening to us and funnily enough you know um life doesn't wait and go oh, well, she's already got a lot going on right now. So I'm just going to hold this little plot twist back until there's a convenient moment for her or for him or you know, for whomever. It doesn't. We often find when we're, you know, when we're already think we can't take any more, life chucks us another plot twist for us to deal with or something else that's going to pull our emotions. And, and we have to be able to roll with that and go, it's okay to be human. We sometimes forget that we're human beings first and the same is true of our leaders so our leaders are human beings too and we think that because they're leaders then they should be able to do all of these things they should be able to um leave their their home life at home but you can't do that if you want to be an authentic leader you have to bring your whole self and our emotional brain won't turn itself off and go oh it's okay i'll worry about that at 6 30 when i'm on the commute home it will worry about it now as we head into september for some people they've already started to go back to school or they're getting ready to go to university they're starting college or for some of us you know that was all coming in in the next week and we have all of those concerns uh, that we're dealing with as well so not just about our business and where our organization's going how our people are doing whether or not we're out delivering what our customers are looking for how we pull all of that together we're also thinking about what's impacting us as human beings what's impacting our families you know what worries and concerns have we got and actually how do you cover those and it's funny I've learned so much more about leadership since becoming a mum than I ever did um before becoming a mum so my greatest apologies to all the people that I led in the 25 years prior to having Scarlett. I feel I could come back and do a much better job now um, because you kind of look at it. And, and today's a, a great example. She is it's a last weekend before she starts big school. So, you know, we've been getting a uniform ready and getting um, getting a set up. And she's only four and a half and she understands that there's a monumental change, but she doesn't really understand what what that is and so our job is, is obviously to 
make sure that she feels safe and protected and supported and that there's nothing to be afraid of and that it's a real positive and you're putting all of that out there you do all of that support and being there for her because that's my job as her mum and with my, my ex-husband as, as her dad you know, we, and her stepmom we've been doing all of that because it's really important but equally simultaneous to that you're then thinking as a mum I'm like has she got to be has she got to be ready for big school already it only seems like two seconds since I had her and where's that time gone and she's not a baby anymore so I'm dealing with all of that emotion of of that change for me as a mum and that reminded me of what it felt like as a leader when you're leading people through change you're trying to be there for them you're trying to be strong for them and to make sure that they've got a safe hand holding their hand and managing them across the change and that you're taking them on that journey and you're keeping them safe but at the same time you are a human being dealing with your emotion about the change because you're having to lead the change but you're also having to go through the change and if you've got that mixing pot of emotions that you're trying to deal with and sometimes we just have to be a little bit kinder to ourselves and go it's okay to have this myriad of emotions because I am a human being first and my job second not the other way around and I think sometimes we forget to give people permission to share that yeah very much so so what you know you've talked a bit about what the common problems are that people face when they're trying to make big changes in their life you know, have you got any other sort of what are the real kind of major common problems? I mean, obviously, they're scared and, and things like that. But over and above that. I think often we only look at one side of a coin. And actually, what we really want to do is look at both sides of the coin. So we'll look at we want to change for whatever reason, but we don't look at what would happen if we don't change. And I think the more we can look at all sides, the the better because that will allow us to see obstacles before they come up and I think the other thing is having a real structure and so I'm just going to stop because we've got a message up from Lee oh wow I can imagine that must be really hard the final two years I mean I I, yeah. I dread to think Lee what you're going through because I'm already stressing about us starting at like primary school so, <laughs> so I'm feeling your pain that must be like even more uh, of one of those where we want to do it for them don't we we want to we want to make it really easy and take away their pain um and you're right it, with our children and I see this you know I see this a lot with my nieces and nephews and my friends children who are you know, who are older who are going and picking their GCSEs or their A-levels or starting their college course or thinking about that next university step it's a massive change and it comes with a huge amount of anxiety for them. You know, people worry that if they make the wrong choice now, that's going to be it. Their career's over. You know, they've made the, um, <laughs> I'm dreading the teenage years, Liam, I'm dreading them. Um, my little girl's four going on 14 now. So heaven only knows, I think she'll just be leading me by the time we, but I think it's how do we, how do we take away some of that anxiety and help people realise that actually, the only constant we do have is change. And once we realise that, that almost becomes our safety mechanism. It's like, oh, while it's changing, it's consistent. And as human beings, we like consistency. So how do I try and make the change as 
uniform and consistent as it was before and that's why getting some kind of process when we're thinking about change coming up with what what is our change management and ch um process what's our change management approach and it's building that muscle change is a muscle just like every other muscle the more we use it the more comfortable we get with it and we can start to see the things that are the same in the things that we're changing as much as we have to change the other things because we want to not feel overwhelmed and i think that's often part of the challenge is people feel overwhelmed and that's because the human brain doesn't like absence so in the absence of a fact we create a story and the story is always by far more fascinating than the reality you know if my life really were like the stories people seem to think it is i'd be having a whale of a time <laughs> this is actually a lot more boring than that um but i think you know it's about those parts that say how do we how do we find those constants? How do we say, well, actually, these bits are changing, but these bits are going to stay the same. And it's all around creating the knowledge. Facts are your friend. I remember doing a major redundancy program once, which is one of the most heartbreaking things that you ever have to do as a leader in your life. And you see that the change that people are having to go through as they accept what's happening, as they start to try and understand it as they respond to what they've made it mean, not what actually has happened. So what's happened is the organisation isn't as successful as it thought it was going to be, and it needs to cut cost. But what people make it mean when they're on the other end of that redundancy is that they're not good enough, that they're not wanted, that they um, aren't worthy of the job, which is never the case. It's never because of the individual. It's always because of the organisation. But people feel like that because we stop talking. We stop sharing with people that this might be how you feel. Don't let it be how you feel. It's not true. Put the facts out there. And I, I remember probably annoying the living daylights out of people by sitting in these uh, weekly sessions and saying, facts right now, facts are your friend because everything else is a story and the stories aren't going to help you because they're not true. So stick to the facts and use me as your sounding board if you've turned your fact into a story come and talk to me about it let's understand where the stories come from and let's pull it back to the facts we were having just that conversation earlier weren't we about how we don't respond to what's actually happening we respond to what we've made it mean and that's where it hits yeah. our hot buttons we make it about us instead of about what's going on and that is probably one of the biggest challenges that i've seen in the last 20 years delivering transformational change is we stop communicating we stop and there's no such thing as over communicating when it comes to change and the more repetitive the better because that's where we start to gain that consistency it's where we start to gain that piece that go oh yeah i knew that i knew that so actually now I don't feel as overwhelmed because I'm, you're telling me something that I already knew. So I already feel a step closer to delivering that change, to being part of that journey. And it, I think for me, it's the it's probably the number one thing is when you're thinking about any change is involve people in it allow them to be part of the solution share with them you know, share the problem let them know why it is that you've got to change why there's no why there's no going back why the status quo the doing nothing isn't acceptable so you know if i do nothing then we're going to close down we're not going to be here the organization is going to cease to exist so clearly we can't do nothing 
So we have to do a something. Here's a suggestion, but share with me yours. What would you do? What opportunities can you see for us to evolve, for us to change? Because if people feel part of what's happening, then they're more accepting of it because actually they also are able to start finding those opportunities. And as we've said in previous shows, you know, the the subconscious brain is the happiest little helper. If you think about all the people in your organization, if you share the problem with them, you've now got all of their happy little helpers looking for opportunities to solve the problem because they know that there's a problem to be solved. And I think it's down to that piece. It's probably been one of the biggest challenges for leaders is to get comfortable with not being the one that knows all of the answers. And maybe that's kind of how I built my career. I mean, I do joke that I made a career out of asking dim girl questions. One of my key <laughs> skills is asking dim girl questions, as I'm sure everybody that knows me will know. But it was asking those quick questions. Like, Can I just ask why we do that? Because I don't really understand. And I, I want to know. I want, I'm seeking always to understand so that I can hopefully add some value. But in doing so, what I inadvertently did was invite people to be part of the solution to share with them what the problem was and say okay so how do we how do we think we're going to make this work how would you tackle it and then we have to come up with ideas and that they're not going to work share with them why they're not going to work and, and ask for them to help you find a way around that obstacle there's that great book that we both read that was by i think chris voss wasn't it which was never split the difference which is always talking about including people in what's happening I mean, he was doing hostage negotiation but actually was always including the um the people who'd taken the uh, the person hostage in the solution so how do you see me making this work how might i overcome that part but the more open we can be to those discussions those debates and the more that we go into it with a mindset of seeking to understand being open-minded being open to somebody else's solution being significantly better than yours is actually really liberating because as the leader you don't need to know the answers you need to be able to ask the right questions that invoke the answers and then you surround yourself with people who are significantly better than you in all of the things that you are lacking in. But that can feel very uncomfortable when you go and create a team that's better than you. Um, it can feel a little bit like, <laughs> what value do I add? Well, you add the value of one first spotting that these people are exceptional. And as a result of that, the organization is going to be even better and that you become the most gifted at asking the right questions to trigger them creating the right solution and collectively you're stronger yeah well you've shared some massive value there uh lee lee's lee, lee's really enjoyed this as well and it, you know, it's super super interesting uh conversation really and yeah i mean i think you know just to kind of wrap up because i know you need to uh get out of the car park that i'm sat in across the road to the hairdressers yeah yeah well you've got seven minutes and you i've got yeah i've got plenty of time i've got plenty of time i apologize to everybody who's got to see me with really rubbish hair now and then i'll have nice yeah. later on. your hair does not look rubbish thank you lee we appreciate you dropping by buddy <laughs> 
But no, I think absolutely, I agree with what Lee says about ego. And and the thing is, is that, you know, making these things mean certain things is the biggest failing that we have because we sort of jump into this confrontational mindset, don't we? And 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 that's like a, just a massive mistake when we should just sit back and just say, well, and get used to, see, he says your hair looks great. <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> bless you who thank you this? very much who is this awan chap he says you're looking so smart and sweet well that's very nice thank you for that so yeah i know you know I'm, I, my hair looks good today yeah <laughs> you look you're looking slick but no i think i think you're right i mean our emotional brain responds 24 times faster which is why we respond to what we make it mean not what's actually happening so giving ourselves a moment to take a step back and go okay why am i getting that emotion what's actually happened which part of this is fact and which part of it is emotion so taking those steps back having that process and i think for me you know as you know one of the models that i absolutely standby is the grow model i use it in pretty much all walks of life because it allows me to really start putting things down i will go backwards and forwards across that model at a pace of knots and can go actually that's an opportunity oh, hold on this bit about the reality of what's happening now how does that map across to what i'm trying to achieve and then what am i going to do next so i think for me it's having it's having a process that i can cling to that allows me to just navigate my way across and if other people are thinking about where they are with their goals right now what they want to do between now and the end of the year and you want some help then grab the training or go and google it go and find out about grow up the many of the models that are out there and get yourself a process because process like facts really are your friend yeah definitely and you can grab you can grab more information on uh, on that uh, at elitecoachesclub.com, which I'm just dropping into the comments with my hopefully not too noisy uh, keyboard. So there we go. Super. Well, thank you, Kim. That's been that's been absolutely brilliant, and I'm really pleased that uh, people found it so interesting and uh, and useful. You know. Oh, bless you. Thank you. I really appreciate people joining us and and sharing with us their thoughts. It's really it's really nice because sometimes you just sat here like I am chatting in, in the car in the car park and you think, am I adding any value whatsoever? But it's helpful to know that it's been useful. And until next time, um, enjoy the weekend, everybody. Take care. And that always a delight. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Master Mindset. Please don't forget to follow wherever this podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com